Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. All right. And today we're sponsored by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Well, we had a big week this week. We did. We won an award. We did. Yay. It's the (laughs) Impact Award from the Indiana Small Business Development Center. So we got to go to a fancy like lunch banquet in Indianapolis. Just last Thursday. Yep, just last Thursday. It was right next to Lucas Oil Stadium. It was at the Crane Bay Event Center. We were very impressed with I this I had place. never heard of them, but it's obviously, it's an old factory dating back to the 1800s. Um, it has big cranes still in them, like the hooks and the cranes and all of that. And they've yeah. really modernized it, made it cool, like a cool warehouse vibe. But it still has that look, that feel of... The 1800s. Yeah, and the industrial, like, revolution or whatever you call it. But, yeah. like, that whole industrial vibe. But the they've um, cleaned up the... The amenities are great. Yeah. They're awesome. They're awesome. It's, like, that polished concrete floors. Yeah. And they've, like, the cranes are still there. So they've, like, painted them and, like, glossed them all up. They're, like, super Stain- shiny. Stainless, stainless, stainless steel, steel everywhere. Stuff. It was... We were very impressed. When we first drove up, I was like, where are we? And what kind of event place it, is this? It's right to the west of Lucas Oil Stadium. Like, yeah, you're in the shadow of Lucas Oil. Yeah. Which is cool, but different. In fact, um, we thought it was really neat that the desserts, they had these little shooters of, like, tiramisu and Mm -hmm. desserts and they were fancy because it was a fancy thing uh but they had those hung on like three tiers kind of like you'd have like a wedding cake or whatever um but those were hung with chains from the cranes and then they kind of rotated around so i don't know it was really impressive it was very impressive we are from muncie we like it was pretty nice it was very nice and the salad had like star fruit in it oh that salad i don't think i've ever had star fruit before we go to a lot of networking functions and have a lot of weed salads as we call them this weed salad it was it was yummy it was delicious and poppy seed dressing which i don't usually like but it was really good and the chicken was good and it was it was very good. And you got to go up on and stage. And I got to go up on stage and get an award. That was really what it was all about. Not about the yummy food and the cool amenities and all of that. Yeah. Um, but so the Impact Award, um, they each each region, they award an Impact Award in each region. And like the Small Business Development Center has 10 regions, so there's 10 award winners, mm-hmm. uh, plus a few other ones, like super awesome, great people that they recognize and all of that. But so I was the Impact Award recipient or Farmhouse was um, the Impact Award recipient for the East Central Indiana region. So it just means that we're making a good, positive impact on the community, um, on economic development, and being a cool place to work. And Yeah, and special thanks to Peggy Snova for yep. getting us there. As you know, Pe- Peggy is our business advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, as our, Obviously, Matt knows. The listeners may not know. But I meet with Peggy on a regular basis to go over business goals and keep myself on track. Um, and I use their free services, and it's great. So they nominated us, and we all got to go and sit at a table together and be all fancy schmancy and uh, get an award and take all kinds of pictures and all that kind of stuff. Whenever I speak on a panel or I talk to people about, you know, owning a small business, I always tell people, surround yourself with people who know more than you do um, or know how to find the resources that you don't know how to get. Um, So the Small Business Development Center is one of those resources that I surround myself with. So I meet with Peggy about once a month um, and I, what I use her for is to hold me accountable to the goals of my business Uh, because sometimes you get so busy running your business and getting entrenched in all the day-to-day things that you don't 
take time to think like big picture stuff. So I meet with Peggy and we go over the goals. What am I doing to get there and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I mainly use her for. Uh, but they also have, you know, if you need a loan, they've got ways to. The bankable people were there. Yep. The bankable people were there. They, they all work together with the Small Business Development Center. So if you need a loan, they can put you in the right direction of where to go. If you need help writing a business plan because you're just getting started and you need that business plan to go to a bank or some or a business competition or something, they can help you with that. If you need like market research to be like, okay, I want to open a donut shop in a town. Like, are there already donut shops in town? And what do, you know, what is their revenue and that kind of stuff? Not that this is a commercial for small business development center, but they are an excellent resource. They are totally free. Um, it's funded by the small Indiana Small Business Development Center. So we all pay for it with our tax dollars anyway. Um, so you might as well use it. The Gone Boss Podcast is sponsored by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. You can learn more about them at SchaeferLeadership.com. So you attended the Schaefer Leadership Academy Emergence Program. When was that? 2016, I think. It was a couple years ago. What What was some of the takeaways you, you came out of there with? Uh, I really liked that when I started the program, I only knew two people in the program, um, but there were... 20 or 30 of us in there so I met a lot of new people a lot of new people in the business community and now I see them out and about in town I'm like oh hey how you doing and sometimes they call me and ask me questions and I can ask them you know referrals and stuff like that too so that's cool I've met a lot of people who I wouldn't have met otherwise without being in the program uh, also one of the big things I remember is the personality assessments of like what you know you're what you're good at what you're not good at and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. um, I remember that that was pretty cool I learned that I'm very detail-oriented, which I already knew, but um, <laughs> yes. it helped reinforce it. How about you? Now, you went through the Schaefer Leadership Program, too, right? I did. The biggest takeaway, again, was uh, the personal connections and uh, using them. Uh, while a few of them became clients of Farmhouse Creative, yeah. the other ones uh, I've had to use, or uh, they became a point person in, a, in their role. So I'd go in there and have a banking issue. Well, mm-hmm. the banking person that who was in my emergence group, she was there. We were able to have a personal relationship to get things done. Yep. I also remember they always had good food. And they, they do a good job. Well, and that's part of their thing is people who eat together, you know, bond better and and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, we always had dinner beforehand and it was always good. And you sat with different people every week and got to know people on a different level than you would if you're just sitting in a classroom with them and all that. And if you want to learn more about the Emergence Program and all the programs that Schaefer Leadership offers, go to SchaeferLeadership.com. Our guest today is Belinda Hughes, president of Behavior Associates of Indiana. How are you doing today? I am fabulous. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Well, of course, my first question is, what do you do? You're president. Right. Um, I am also a board certified behavior analyst. So um, I work with, I tell my my staff, our elevator speech is we enhance lives of individuals living with autism. So did you uh, start this company yourself from the ground up? I did. So you Um, are a true, you are a boss lady. Yes, yes, by the definition, right? Yep. Um, My son Gabe was diagnosed with autism at the age of four, and the physician, when they gave me the diagnosis, said, ABA is recommended, but sorry, not available. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that doesn't make sense, just not available anywhere or 
because I live in Muncie. Right. And they said there may be some centers maybe in the Indianapolis area, but it's hard to get into. And yeah, there's nothing here. And I grew up here and I thought we can do this better. So that's kind of where the ball got rolling. Cool. And so when did you start uh, your center? Um, I actually started Behavior Associates of Indiana in 2013. Okay. Um, First, I started Interlock. I partnered with the Muncie Schools and some other parents, and um, we started doing that on a monthly basis. I did a lot of research just by contacting universities and begging them to send me their publications because that was cheaper than purchasing books mm-hmm. to find out about how to help my son and kind of fell into um, Ball State. I worked with Dr. David McIntosh for Gabe on a personal level mm-hmm. and then um, I said I really want to start an autism support group because there's not information out there. Parents, it, I I have a degree, but I I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I feel like we need to kind of come together with information, how to get services. That was the big block. And he said, "What's stopping you from doing that?" I said, "Apparently, there's this thing called liability you have to have <laughs> that I can't afford." Yeah. So he said, "Ball State will do that." We've started a new um, class in autism. So. He took his students, let them watch our kids, and we let parents meet, and it's still going on today. So it's been, oh gosh, Gabe is 18 now, so he was four when it started, so about 14 years. So we know about Gabe. He's 18 Mm -hmm. now. So tell us about your family. You're from here. You're from Muncie, right? Okay. Yes. Grew up here, born at Ball Hospital, believe it or not, Um, and I have three wonderful, amazing boys, uh, really young men, uh, Mm -hmm. I should say. Um, My oldest is Ben. He is 21. He works at BAI with me. Um, he actually grew up with a lot of the kids that were from the support group. Mm-hmm. They were his friends, and he's still friends with them and runs around with them, which is wonderful. And he came to me and said, so my friends are having a hard time finding jobs. They're now getting to be 17, 18, right. mm-hmm. wanting to make some extra money, and they were struggling with that. So Ben um, does everything at the office from janitorial stuff to tech stuff to stepping in with a client when he needs to. Mm-hmm. So he's he's the jack of all trades. And awesome. so he said, um, I could use some help with um, the cleaning things at the office. Could I hire my friends and teach them how to do this? Mm-hmm. And so he's created a work program, um, and it's based in principles of behavior analysis, which fit our clinic model. And it, it's I'm just really proud to see him seeing a need and filling a need like that. Gabe is my middle child. He is now 18. So I used to call him short man mm-hmm. because when you have a child diagnosed with autism, everything that you do for them is trying to help them be an adult. And as they grow, just right. prep them mm-hmm. for the things they need. And and so now he's taller than I am. So the boys say the short man thing's got to go because <laughs> it doesn't call him fit. That anymore. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. And he's the size of a linebacker. So um, I don't know why God chose to make my largest child my most aggressive, mm-hmm. but that is the case. Now we're a little... Um, better managing our behaviors thank god um patching holes in walls is something we've become accustomed Mm -hmm. to um aggression is something that's hard for a lot of families to talk about um but i always tell families you're not nothing you say is going to surprise me because i promise you i've experienced it all Um, my son tries to bite and hit and slap and kick and throw and so i've i've done it seen it (laughs) and um 
he but he has is creating his own life there's not a lot of um we have a few things for higher functioning adults Mm -hmm. um ball state i think has a program we have erskine green here in Mm -hmm. town which is these are wonderful programs gabe doesn't really qualify for those so we kind of have to create a niche for him Mm -hmm. and that's that's a challenge but he's we just kind of look at what he loves to do. He loves to do maintenance. He loves to, we had to break up some marble staircase to replace and oh, he was all about it, man. Love yeah. That was his right? world, yes. <laughs> so he receives ABA services for daily living skills and then works at the clinic in the afternoon. And my youngest is Jake, who is 14, going on about 25. Okay, yep. And, um, <laughs> we have one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he... At first, you know, autism was difficult. Autism hit you on the head, stole your toys, broke your things. Mm -hmm. But he really, it's cool to see the relationship they have now and the bond they have now and how they communicate with each other. And Jake is always there to help. And if he... Uh, he steps in. He's wonderful. He loves mask and gavel. A shout out to Monroe Central. Mm-hmm. Um, he is into doing plays and has kind of found his niche. So we're always busy. Somebody's got to always be going somewhere. somewhere. And right. Ben is living on his own, but he still, if I call him, he comes. And it's just nice to have that support. And he'll tell me, Mom, that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. We support each other. So I'm really proud that that we're just close and we we work together to get things accomplished awesome how many clients do you serve oh gosh um we have over 40 um i say that because we also have a um we have more in a social group we provide a free social group for adolescents um that was an area where there wasn't any opportunity for these kids to have the support so i talked to the staff and it's a program we decided to do for free and they these kids got in the community um they um work together as a team to talk about what um, challenges they face and how to work through it and it's been really cool I had um, a parent that actually works at the center and she said if it weren't for social group I don't know that my daughter would have had anyone to invite to her birthday party oh that makes it all worth it that makes it all worth it so so you've recently moved into your own space and are you expanding is that what i heard yes so um we moved over to what used to be the caldwell banker building Mm -hmm. in 2014 2015 range i think gosh time flies when you're having fun it does fly um mike lunsford was so wonderful about it we um as soon as it came on the market my sister called and said i found a space for you to grow into and funny story that day i had a family call they had three children and they were asking for help for services for all three and i did not have space and i just kind of prayed about it and i was like i'm just gonna you know whatever god calls me to do i'm gonna do well then my sister called within the hour and said, I found a space for you. And she said, and you have an appointment at one o'clock to go look at oh, it. Oh, great. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. All so right, we, great. We, we drove in and I thought, how in the world is are we going to fill the space? Mm-hmm. And um, Monty Brown met us and he said, I thought this might be too big for you. And my sister goes, it's not. <laughs> she has a wait list. It's not too big. And so we sat down and he he helped us with every step of the way he was very supportive and um and then when the bank came for sale they contacted us and said so are you interested in expanding at that point we were like um yes because we are full and we have several on a wait list Mm -hmm. 
So now that building is full and we have kids coming in. So our other building will be full soon. We're looking at expanding awesome. this year. So I'm really excited. It's nerve wracking, but also yeah. exciting. I learned that um, it's easier to raise my own clinicians. And so it's really exciting to have some of my staff now getting ready to take their board exam this mm-hmm. year. We're super thrilled for them. And um, then they'll be walking in and having their own caseloads. Awesome. So that's really fun. Well, that's great to be able to, to train people, see them grow, and take on their own responsibilities. It's like your little babies that you're helping like raise right. and grow and everything. Right, empowering, yes. empowering, oh, be all, leaders. Yes, that's, that's excellent. So fun fact, uh, Amy, our project manager here, tells me that you guys like grew up together and were like oh, neighbors and best yes, friends. Yes, <laughs> man. Um, we got in lots of trouble together. So we have a big um, closet full of skeletons. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't talk about no, it. Yeah, don't talk about those. No, we yeah. did have a lot of fun together. Um, we would borrow clothes from each other. Sorry mm. if her mom hears this. <laughs> and um, we would hide them in our the milk boxes where milk would be delivered oh, from. Yeah. Back in the day from Riggins Dairy. I'm totally dating myself, you guys. It was the end of it, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we would use that to say, hey, what do you want to borrow for tomorrow for school? Okay, I'll bring it over and I'll just drop it in the box. So... <laughs> That was our our down low, and we had a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. I think Amy and I, we didn't really, like, have a click or anything. We just, we had fun with everybody, and it was a blast having her as a next-door neighbor because we never knew what adventure either she was going to cook up or I was going to cook up, but (laughs) we always had a partner in crime. (laughs) Well, that's excellent to have that. So tell me a little bit more about Interlock. What what is the organization? I've been to the walks a few times, but I don't know that much about it. Tell me about um, Interlock is an autism support group um, for East Central Indiana. The name came about because I asked my mother was a puzzle fanatic mm-hmm. and I said, what are some terms related to puzzle piece? Because puzzle was the symbol for autism. Mm-hmm. And she said, the only thing I can think of really is interlocking pieces. When they come together, they don't come apart. And I was like, <gasps> perfect. <laughs> so um, interlock became where pieces come together. And I think it was perfect in the beginning because we our first meeting that we had was standing room only and it was I had vendors there just to say tell parents how they get services Mm -hmm. Um, because when Gabe was first diagnosed it was speech was recommended and um, he would possibly need physical therapy and I couldn't find it and it was in the basement of my pediatrician's office how ridiculous (laughs) is that and I couldn't find it but I had never been I had I had no one in my family with disabilities mm-hmm. and I had no idea where to start or where to go. And I thought if I grew up here, I went to Ball State for crying out loud right. and I have no idea how to get people connected. So this was a project, a way to get it connected. And then, so we started having monthly meetings on campus. Um, we would have a speaker come and just talk about um, their company and what they did and how you could work at home with your child. And, and we had college professors would attend professionals would attend information became the internet got better Mm -hmm. right it wasn't the first time I googled autism an ad came up for this clay that you give your child a bath in this clay and it's supposed to heal them oh wow and I was like yeah okay no that's not really what I'm I'm looking for that's not really a thing I just want to know how do I potty train this kid because it's I was I felt like I was kind of raising the Tasmanian devil in a way Mm -hmm. and bless his heart he could get out of any lock he could um he broke 
four different couches because he liked to jump. Mm-hmm. Um, Interlock um, became a place where Ball State students would work with our, our kids and entertain them for the hour. And they would learn hands-on experience, just what kids with autism were like. Mm-hmm. And then parents, we had a time to sit and talk with one another. Because, you know, when you get together with your friends, your kids go off and play and you can talk. I could never do that. Right. Because my kid might flood someone's basement or break a window or, you know, hurt someone else because he wants a toy. Right. So it just gave that avenue. And I think it was a wonderful thing um, that projects like the PRISM, I say PRISM because people think prison, you know, (laughs) but it's um, a theater program Mm -hmm. that came out of it um, because parents talked about what are your needs? What do you like? What are you into? Hey, let's do that. Um, A cooking group was developed from that um, because of the specific diets some parents used. And so it was just really a camaraderie thing. And I think autism affects your world so much. Um, it limited where we went to church. It limited my shopping experience, um, our social experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, my friend groups just kind of started to change. Thank you, Amy, for sticking in there with me. Shout out. <laughs> um, but it so it just gave a venue for to be with families who really understood that change. Right. And we donated um, items to a school. We had some money that was donated. It was around Christmas. We gave gifts to the families, mm-hmm. therapeutic needs that the kids had. Those are the gifts that we bought or sensory needs. And then we went to a school and donated some items. The room we went into was blank and barren and didn't have things on the walls. And I asked, what room is this? And the teacher said, it's my classroom. And I was shocked. Yeah. And I said, What's, what kids do you work with? He said, severe and profound. And I was like, whoa. He said, yeah, when I first came in and interviewed, there were things all over the room. What I didn't know is they belonged to the previous teacher. teacher. Mm-hmm. So they were all gone. So this school year, I'm new and I'm struggling and I'm trying to get. So so we were able to provide a lot of those supplies he needed. And teachers sent me letters about students that were able to maintain in their classroom. One young man was able to continue to live with his parents because they were able to use some of the supplies we donated to help calm and soothe him Mm -hmm. and and redirect behaviors and that's a big thing yeah Um, Gabe's 18 and some of the aggressive behaviors some families can't don't have the the right means to be able to support that Mm -hmm. or or knowledge to handle the behavior and so um, these they have to separate from their child way before they're ready to so that was that was a I thought we're really enhancing lives here and so we need to continue this well there's a group in Anderson said we have a 501c3 do you want it and I said yes please yes (laughs) and they said oh we did it you can change the name on it it's totally fine and um, it was a group of five parents that said we've been doing a support group here but it's just the five of us now and we kind of know what we're doing and we're secure and good and you guys had 30 people at your last meeting here. And so that's how we were able to start doing the autism walk. We raise money every year. We have a simple one-page grant. I say we. I'm not really on the board anymore, but it's still my baby. Well, it's always um, your baby, right? <laughs> we, there's a one-page grant, and I wanted it to be easy for families and schools to be able to to get supplies to help support kids. So if you have a child with autism and a and an OT recommends a weighted blanket or a weighted vest, this 
those things can be expensive. expensive. Yeah, Yeah. very. And so um, this is a way to help support those families and make sure kids get the items they need. It's still a wonderful thing. It's where um, vendors can come that um, BAI is always part of it or a community sponsor of the organization, Mm -hmm. always will be. And um, we have a booth there. And it's really, if you're new to autism, you don't know about autism, go to the walk learn about it. If you're worried about, I don't know if my child can handle it, you will find a group of people that are um, experienced and you're not going to be judged there. Um, Siblings go and they find pride in their their sibling for the first some for the first time Mm -hmm. um, because it's always been an embarrassing thing from behaviors um, that they experience and it's just a place where you'll find acceptance and other families that live and deal with what you deal with and I know some people are sitting there going oh that but they wouldn't understand my family I I beg to differ I know there's people there that have seen it if your child has a meltdown people aren't going to judge you Mm -hmm. they might look and giggle a little bit because it's your turn and not theirs at the moment but um, (laughs) but it might be theirs you know later and people are really supportive we've had um the chick-fil-a cow comes Mm -hmm. and um and if there's a child who's afraid of it we'll redirect that person in that suit to go the other way yeah because we want everybody to have a comfortable experience so so it sounds like you have a lot of irons in the fire you've got three kids and running your own business and all of that what do you do for fun (laughs) haha like there's so Um, much time for that I know (laughs) I love to hop in my car and travel I have been to New York to see some friends I Tybee Island Georgia is our place there was one day everybody had a rough day I said you guys I need the beach and Jake said I would give anything for the beach and I looked at my watch and I said we could make it to Michigan if we hopped in the car now and we'll dig our toes in the sand and we'll go for dinner game on and everybody (laughs) hopped in the car and we did it it was a lot of fun I have three dogs at home as well Um, each kid has their own Mm -hmm. and they're all mine of course so that's my other hang out and just play with the dogs dogs. and yeah do something silly goofy with my kids well what gets you truly excited about life oh gosh so many things I think every day is a gift and so I I love what I do I'm blessed to be one of those crazy people that I tell my staff you're gonna have to kick me out when I'm done when I lose my mind Mm -hmm. and you're just be you're done you need to go find a beach (laughs) um but I love um being at the office it's a hustle bustle place um as soon as you walk in over to the left is our gross motor area, and that's the area where the kids play. It's always fun mm-hmm. um, because we use a lot of play and fun things to motivate kids to want to work and mm-hmm. learn um, and do the things that they find challenging. So I like to be the one that sneaks in and does the play thing. <laughs> like, that's always fun. And we also have um, some child care on sta- on our, um, at our office for our staff. So I can always pick up a baby. I'm like, it's just, it's just a fun. That's, that's my, that's my happy place. Awesome. Yeah. What's on your bucket list? What do you want to do before oh, it's all said and done? Gosh, I would like to probably flip a house and okay. um, hopefully that house will be close to a beach somewhere because that's, that really, uh, the kids and I, our first real vacation, just us as a family of four we went to Tybee Island Georgia Mm -hmm. and we fell in love with the little beach town Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what we that's where we we migrate toward (laughs) it's your happy place yes it is awesome how do you maintain a positive attitude 
Oh, goodness. I think I learned to do it. My year of growth was the year that Gabe was first diagnosed. And um, my father was terminally ill the same year and passed away. I felt like it was my family was really focused on my dad and my mom and what their needs were. And I had this little boy who I couldn't really take to their house. I couldn't really focus and be a daughter in the moment. Mm -hmm. And, and the father of my children was overseas at the time too. So it was just the boys and I, and, um, and I really learned to pray a lot and I learned to, lean on God for strength and grace. And I would always, people would always say, Oh, I'm going to pray for you. And I say, please just pray for grace. And my mother called me one day and she said, I just was listening to Caleb on the radio and realized what that means. And she said, and how fitting it is. And it's, um, praying for God to give you the strength to do what he's called you to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, amen, baby, that's what I need every day. I just got to get up and do it all over again. And so I think that was probably the hardest moment of my life. And I realized, um, in there, the joy was in giving to other people empowering other people. Mm -hmm. I felt like my life was a challenge with Gabe and every family is different. Autism is a broad-based neurological disorder. Mm -hmm. So once you meet one person, you have to meet the rest of them because everybody's going to be a little different. I think from just from that moment, God taught me the need that was really there. And um, the way to look at it was just to find the joy in every moment, even though we're getting ready to go somewhere and Gabe would go find a mud puddle and he'd be covered in mud mm-hmm. and we have to be in the doctors in five minutes. I'd just be like, it's Belinda again. And <laughs> Gabe is covered late. in something again. And <laughs> I'm going to be about 15 minutes. So, you know, I just learned to not take life so serious. Mm-hmm. Um that has served me well. I love to decorate my house. It's, I have a lot of fun doing that, but I also know that if something breaks, it's not really a big deal because what matters is my children and Mm -hmm. what matters is we're together in a moment. Well, to wrap up on a, on a silly note, tell me what is the most used emoji on your phone? Oh my gosh. I probably have to look, but it would probably be, um, the pink heart. Okay. You know what I mean? The one that radiates. Yeah. Yeah. Just because um, I, I, (laughs) my friends tease me because I use it all the time, but I do. I love um, just soaking in a moment is important. And when you look on Facebook and you see the moments of people having joy, then it's, you know, it's, it's fun. And um, you stay connected that way. Mine is the poop emoji. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for stopping by the farmhouse. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Angie mentioned before in this episode of how detail-oriented she is. You've told me the story Mm -hmm. of growing up. You had your own Angie decimal system. I did, yes. Uh, So most people grow up, you know, girls play house, school. I mean, I played school, but I didn't play house because babies and stuff. I didn't want to do that. But I played library. Oh, okay. Most people, I'm sure, did not play library when they were a kid, but I did. Um, I had a bookshelf in my room, and I had all of the Babysitter's Club books and whatever. The Babysitter's Club. Now, there's something. I know, and they're turning it into a Netflix series, I think. I'm super excited. Oh, my god! And every other, like, 40-year-old woman (laughs) around is excited. It's going to be watching that with their little ones. With their little girl. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Anyway. How many many volumes of the Babysitter's Club did you have? 
All of them. All of them. Um, like 20 plus or what? They went up to like 160. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, I stopped at that point. I'm trying to think if I've ever read one. Well, no, because you're a boy. <laughs> they were really a girl target market, I That's think. True. That's true. Um, but yeah, I remember it was a big deal. I collected, I had all of them. I collected them all. My mom would take me to Walden Books uh, in the, Mun- not the Muncie Mall, the Anderson Mall, Ooh, uh, yeah. when a new book was released and we would get it, usually like but, that first weekend. But then you would bring it home. Yeah, then and... I'd bring it home and I would have an Angie Decimal system. So I put them all in order. I think it was by like author. I'm not really sure, but I had an order. All of my books were in an order on my bookshelf and I took masking tape, which now makes me kind of cringe because that's just defacing books that's not what we do um but i took masking tape and i made little like labels for the outside and i wrote on there with a pen like what the angie decimal code was on there and i put them all in order and then i made little jacket pockets um for inside inside the books um and i taped those in there um and then i made like little library cards that i would make all my stuffed animals come and like check out books and i would like I didn't have a stamper, so I like wrote like when it was due. Um, then I made my sister come and check out my books in my library, and I'm sure she was not down with that. She was not <laughs> jazzed with that. Um, but I made her come and check out my books and all that kind of stuff. So I hello nerd. Um, but yeah, I my Angie decimal system and library books and just was such a little nerd child, but that's okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GonBoss.com or hashtag GonBoss. We're on Instagram at GonBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching for Gone Boss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. We were sponsored today by the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.